Therapeutic Podcast starts right now. And welcome back to another edition of the Asman and Budic Show podcast. I'm Jake Asman. As always, joined alongside Dan Budic. And Dan calling it is going to be Victor Rojas. He's the play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. We're going to go around the league with him a little bit, talk about the AL West, and of course talk about Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton, and this potential for this Angels team this season. Yeah, like you mentioned, a couple of disappointing years for the Angels. Hamilton and Pujols have been disappointed in the last couple of years. But one guy you mentioned has been a disappointment, Mike Trout. They just signed into an extension. Yeah, Mike Trout getting the huge contract to remain with the Angels. He's going to be a free agent again at the age of 29, I believe. So we're going to get to it all with Victor Rojas right after this. This is the Asma Budic Podcast. You are listening to the Asman and Budic Podcast on ICTV.org and on iTunes. We are now joined on the line by Victor Rojas, the play-by-play TV voice of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Victor, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Oh, it's my pleasure to join you guys. Victor, starting off with Mike Trout, are you surprised that the Angels got a deal done with him when they did? Uh, no, I, I think the plan was all along, let's take care of uh, the, the 2014 contract, which they did about three-plus weeks ago uh, for a million dollars. And I think the conversations were always going to continue to grow, whether it was uh, in spring training or during the regular season. There was no real sense of urgency the good thing is, is that while they were having those conversations for the one-year deal this year, uh, you know the, the subject was broached, and both sides were amenable to going ahead and saying, you know what, let's try to work something out. And so I, I think it, I think it benefits both sides. Uh, Mike, it's a, a guarantee, which is a hefty guarantee of 145 and a half million dollars, including this year's deal. And the Angels perhaps maybe get uh, a little bit of a break, considering where the dollars are in Major League Baseball right now. The talent that Mike uh, brings to the table, uh, it's, it's a solid deal. And plus, Mike can hit free agency again at age 29 and still uh, hit, hit the jackpot once again. Now, Victor, what should Angels fans expect from Mike Trout this season? <laughs> uh, man, He's pretty I, good, I, as you know. Uh, I tell you what, uh, we were wondering that last year. Okay, you know, how do you top uh, you know, a historic uh, rookie season? And he goes out there and does uh, pretty much the same thing. And, and and gets better. Uh, the strikeouts went down. The walks went up. Uh, so this kid, uh, at 22 years of age, he'll be 23 later on this summer, uh, just continues to impress. And it's scary to say that he continues to get better. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, with the maturation process at the major league level and the success he's already had, learning the pitchers and, and making uh, the adjustments that he needs to make, uh, really from at bat to at bat, uh, from day one when he got to the big leagues, it's uh, really the sky's the limit for this kid. He he's really that good. Victor, after a pair of disappointing seasons for the Angels, coming into the season into spring training, what was the theme coming in? The theme was uh, we're going to talk about what's going on in the past. I, I, I mean, uh, I, I honestly feel that. And uh, in spring training, guys felt uh, it was a different feel in the clubhouse. Uh, nobody was really talking about the slow starts, but obviously the last couple of years it's uh, really hampered this ball club and put them behind the eight ball. Two years ago. Um, they got off to a slow start, but still were on the verge, uh, and they won 89 games. Last year, a slow start, and never pulled out of it. The pitching was uh, was was not very good. Pools was injured, only played 99 games. Hamilton was uh, non-existent for the most part for the first four months of the year. So it was uh, that was a really bad year last year. So I think this year was kind of a, a change in philosophy, change in mindset, a change in personnel. Uh, new faces in on the player side, new faces in on the coaching staff. And so there's a little bit different vibe 
for this ball club. And obviously hasn't uh, played out the first couple of games for the Angels this year. Um, but uh, overall, I, I think they'll be fine, and they'll be able to score some runs, and the pitching will settle down a little bit. Now, Victor, you mentioned Albert Pujols. Obviously, he is the huge contract. He signed with them a couple seasons ago. What should Angels fans expect from Albert Pujols, and do you think he'll be able to bounce back? I think so. I mean, he was a 3,000 guy two years ago, and that was uh, without hitting a home run in the month of April. He didn't get his home run, first home run in his first season with the Angels until early May. Um, and last year, uh, even on one leg, having to deal with uh, he had the knee scopes prior to spring training last year, and then he had the plantar fasciitis that uh, nagged him all, all of last year until he finally went on the disabled list. Um, he still had 17 home runs and 60-some RBIs, on one leg. I mean, so that tells you that he's still be able to drive the ball. That's all upper body. Um, so he's in great shape, uh, looks fantastic, swinging the bat well, running the bases well, like got a double last night um, on a very close play. We wouldn't have seen that last year. He probably would have been a long single for him. So that, that's a good sign for him. He's feeling pretty good. And the hope, of course, is he gets back to that 3,100. Um, you know, if he can hit 275 to 290, that'd be great as well. But uh, I, I think the home run and the RBIs, are, are what the Angels are looking for, especially if, um, as expected, Cole Calhoun at the top of the order, on base, and Mike Trout as well, batting in the two spot. We're joined here by Victor Rojas, the play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and we thank you again, Victor, for joining us. Another guy who was disappointing last year was uh, Josh Hamilton. Huge contract coming in. A lot of people said there were some holes in his swing. Was that something that the Angels addressed in spring training? No, I, I think, uh, you know, for Josh, he's, uh, he's an aggressive hitter. Um, uh, he chases a lot of pitches, uh, but the flip side of that is... Uh, you know, when he makes contact, uh, usually it's it's going to go a long way. And we saw that uh, uh, the MVP season he had uh, a couple of years ago with Texas. Uh, I, I think a number of things happened with Josh. Uh, you know, I think the contract obviously played a role in it. I think he had settled into Texas, uh, had a good uh, good family situation there as far as the clubhouse was concerned, and uh, he was comfortable. And uh, I think when uh, you get uprooted, uh, especially all the things that he's gone through in his life, and I think he's somewhat of a uh, a sensitive individual, you got to be familiar with his surroundings and so on and so forth. Um, you know that that kind of snowballed on him. Uh, he didn't get settled into his his home in Southern California until a bit little later in the season. The family was out here finally, and uh, that's when he finally started to settle down. And we saw that uh, in August and September, swinging the bat uh, the way he's capable of. The other thing that kind of was uh, different for Josh last year. Uh, you know, in Texas, he had always played at about 240, 245, knowing that as the season progressed in the heat in Texas that he was going to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I think he thought that coming to Southern California didn't have to deal with that. Came to camp a little bit lighter last year, and it never really gelled for him. This year he's back to his 240, 245, and you could, it's a noticeable difference. The ball jumping off his bat, you see a little extra bounce in his step. Um, and he's off to a pretty good start right now, which is a, which is a good sign. So I think things finally settled down for him. And uh, it, at times it's difficult because you know we as fans sit there and go, "Hey man, listen, I, I get 125 million dollars. I'll find my comfort somewhere. You know, I'll figure yeah. it out." But uh, everyone's wound a little bit differently, and uh, I, I think uh, that gets lost in today's uh, media uh, sometimes because the expectations are so great because of the contracts. But, um, you know, hopefully with Josh, he settles down and is able to produce at what we think he's capable of doing. Now, Victor, were you surprised the Angels decided to part ways so late in spring training with Joe Blanton? Uh, no, uh, not really. Um, I, I think uh, the Angels had seen enough of Joe. And, uh, you know, it was a very rough season for him. It never it never got any better for him. and never really made any adjustments. 
And, um, you know, the record is what it is. And as a matter of fact, I think, I think the team's record uh, when Joe pitched in the game was like 4-24. and 24. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, he was ineffective. And uh, I know that in spring training, uh, they tried to move him over to the third base side of the rubber. He did it for a couple of starts. Had a very good start against Texas. And I thought that was, at that time, uh, you know, just kind of a showcase move to see if maybe they can get a piece in return. They knew they would have to suck up the money. Uh, that's left on the contract for this year, plus uh, the million-dollar buyout for the option. Um, but uh, I think when they found out that there was no suitors out there for him, uh, they were going to be more than happy to go with Matt Shoemaker as their long guy out of the bullpen, um, and, and they would rather take their chances with the kids in the rotation. So uh, not surprised at all. I think it was uh, something that everyone kind of thought was going to happen in the offseason. I guess, I guess I am a little surprised that it happened so late in the spring, uh, but I thought it was going to be inevitable, pardon me. Seattle Mariners, obviously, throughout the rest of the division, the Mariners brought in Robinson Cano. Were you surprised the Mariners opened up the wallets a little bit and paid so much money to bring in Cano? No, uh, not really. Um, I, I think they had some money to spend, and uh, I think they wanted to make some adjustments. They, 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 they're they pretty strong on the pitching side. Uh, they've got some young arms. Um, Tajon Walker right now is, is on the disabled list. Uh, Iwakuma is on the disabled list. Uh, kid who pitched for the, uh, for the Mariners last night uh, against the Angels of Rossmo Ramirez has pretty good stuff. You got James Paxton, another kid. So the pitching side uh, on the rotation for the Mariners was pretty much settled. I think they needed to address the offensive side, knowing that Morales Kendrick had uh, you know turned down the qualifying offer. They needed to address uh, an offense that really was uh, not very good last year, and so. Uh, I think in Cano they got a terrific player. Um, obviously, they had to pay for it. And, uh, you know, they're trying to supplement uh, the rest of the lineup with Logan Morrison and Corey Hart tandem um, from both sides of the plate. You know, if Justin Smoke continues to swing the bat the way he had the first couple of days, and that hasn't been proven out for him at, his ma- at the major league level as of yet, but, you know, he's off to a good start. If he swings the bat that way, then they've added some protection uh, for Robinson Cano. Otherwise, um, and even still, even with a hot start, I'm still going to take my chances and pitch around Cano. I'm not going to let Cano beat me in that lineup. I'll take my chances with Smoke, uh, regardless of whatever start he's off to, until he proves it for an extended period of time, and then you've got to rethink the strategy. I mean, that's how good a hitter that Robinson is. Now, Victor, when you look at the rest of the uh, American League West division, you have teams like Oakland, teams like the Texas Rangers. You know, What should Angels fans expect from those teams? And in your opinion, has this been the best of the division has been in quite some time? Uh, absolutely. I think it's the best division in baseball up and down. Um, you know, I think, uh, and I think in a year or two, if everyone sustains, the, the, the top teams sustain, uh, you got to watch out for the Houston Astros. They've got some kids in the minor leagues right now, uh, both position player and pitchers, that uh, are, are going to be pretty good. As a matter of fact, we saw a little bit of Jared Kozar last year who came up, and he's kind of a front end of the rotation type of starter. So um, I, I think through and through it's a very difficult division. Um, you, you go the last two years, the, the Texas Rangers were kind of the, the, the picks to win it, and the Oakland A's has taken the last two division crowns. Uh, so you can't put anything by anybody, just like you can't put anything by the Seattle Mariners. I mean, uh, you, you just never know. And for the Angels, as rough a season as it was last year, and uh, the Astros losing over 100 games, the Angels were just 9-10 and 10 against the Astros. Matter of fact, early on, and that, they were 9-10 and 10 against the Astros only because they picked up the pace towards the end. I mean, the Astros dominated the Angels uh, for several series of the year. And, uh, you know, maybe that's just a byproduct of overlooking a team that you're playing that day. But uh, if you've, <laughs> I've watched a lot of baseball in my lifetime. 
And uh, the one thing you can't do is overlook anybody because you just never know in baseball. It's unlike, you know, some sports where you know that some team, one team's going to dominate another consistently. Um, in baseball, if it's one day to the next, you have no idea. Just as Max Scherzer could be lights out one day, he can uh, poo-poo the bed the next day. Uh, you just never know. And uh, uh, that's the beauty of this game. Victor, before we let you go, in one sentence, what do the Angels have to do to win the West? they got to pitch and play defense. Um, there's no doubt about that. I think they're going to score runs. I'm not overly concerned with that. Um, but if, uh, especially on the bullpen side of things, if, if the bullpen starts to do its job and, and we play better defense, the Angels are a team to, to be reckoned with. Uh, if they don't, then it's just going to be a, another type of season like we saw last year in the last couple of years. Um, so that needs to kind of settle down and settle down very quickly. Um, Jared Weaver did not pitch poorly. He gave up just two uh, earned runs in uh, almost six innings uh, in his first start. C.J. Wilson giving up six earned runs uh, didn't help matters, uh, but the bullpen also has given up quite a few runs, eight runs in the first two games. So, uh, and it, you know, they're, they're, they're garbage runs uh, because uh, you were behind in the game, but uh, on opening night you're only down by one run and they scored six in the ninth. You, you just can't do that. you got to give your offense an opportunity uh, because those guys are sitting in the field looking up to the board saying, all right, when's this going to end? Because there's only, only so many times in a game you can lean on the offense to continue to bring you back into games. And uh, those, those opportunities are limited. So I think from a pitching standpoint, um, it's going to have to tighten up very, very quickly. And the, if the defense plays to its capabilities, they should be fine. Victor, thank you so much for a couple minutes. We really do appreciate it, and good luck this season. We'll definitely be listening. Yeah, thanks, Victor. You got it, guys. Have a good one. You thanks, too. Victor. So that was Victor Rojas, of course, the play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Angels. And Angels look good this year. Obviously, they're in a situation where they need to rely on bounce-back seasons from Albert Pujols, from Josh Hamilton. But when you look at teams all around their major leagues, and there's a lot of parity. Last year, you had Pittsburgh come out of nowhere. And an Angels team last year that still won 78 games despite you know underachieving for most of the season, if they can get some things to go right, and as Victor just mentioned, you know, pitch a little better. C.J. Wilson has a nice bounce-back season. You're looking at a team that could be very good and contend in the West. Yeah, and you know, West, like he mentioned, and like we mentioned, very tight. Robinson Cano's now in that division. The Oakland A's have taken the crown the last couple of years. That's a really tight division, and he mentioned it best. The Angels are going to have to pitch it, and they're going to have to play defense. Yeah, there's no question about that. I thought it was interesting that he wasn't that surprised about the Seattle Mariners giving that kind of money to Robinson Cano. And you talk to a lot of people. We've had on Seth Ebert on this program. He wasn't really that surprised either. You think you go around baseball, a lot of people saw Seattle as a team that really needed to add a big-time star. Do we think we overpaid? Of course. They gave a guy a 10-year deal, and those never seem to work out towards the back end of those contracts. But definitely the Mariners are going to be improved. Oakland's won the division the past two years. The Texas Rangers are always good, and the Angels are a team on the rise. So it's going to be a very competitive division. It's going to be a very competitive division. It's going to be interesting to see late August into September who's run, who's in first place and who's in contention to win the wild card. We might see two playoff teams out of that West. Absolutely. But that's going to do it for us. For Dan Budick, I'm Jake Asman saying so long. This has been another edition of the Asman and Budick Show. Listening to the Asmin and Budic podcast. Make sure you go on to iTunes and subscribe to the show.